0: Welcome fellow riders, this is your host, Rusty James. It is Monday, September 21st, 2015, and this is The Ride. Hello everybody, it is a Monday morning. This is a week of destiny. Why do I say that? Because a lot of things are happening this week. Too many for me to be able to describe everyone. But a couple things that are on my calendar. We're finally moving into our home. As you know, if you've been following this podcast for any length of time, you will have known that we are purchasing a home and moving, and it's going to happen this Friday. Friday, 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 which means. I won't have a podcast on Friday. Sorry. You're just going to have to double up on Thursdays or something. I don't know. But uh, there will be four podcasts this week as we prepare to move. And it happens to be my birthday this week. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for all the gifts. I've been getting, but honestly, really, you don't have to send me all that cash, all that $10,000 bills. You don't really need to do that. But if you want to keep it up, that's fine too. Either way is fine with me. Hey, I heard something recently that many people believe that Jesus' birthday was right around this time, like at the fall equinox. I don't know. I don't know where you could. You know, find out whether that's true or not. Seems to me like there was a relationship to Jesus' birthday to um, John the Baptist's birthday, and somehow you'd be able to determine one from the other. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. Fascinating, though, because my birthday is on the twenty-second. The dates don't mean much to me. I worship the Lord God regardless of when his birthday was. So, what's up with you guys today? It's a Monday. How how do you view your Mondays? I think it's easy for me today to view my Monday with hope with a vision toward the future because the sun is shining. I know that seems silly, but if it was rainy right now, I would feel different. Isn't that weird how we our feelings are based on our environment? It's unfortunate that sometimes that happens, but I guess I could tell you that your feelings do not have to be based on your environment. They don't have to. When you know the Lord is on your side and you know that He's been with you through thick and thin, through the hardships, and through the high times, then regardless of, what, of the weather and the environment, I think you can have hope. I pray that we all have hope today. I can't recall if I told you guys this or not, but uh, recently I, I had this real sense that I wanted to make sure my kids really had a strong relationship to the Lord. And I took some time and talked and talked with them about that. And I kind of have been starting to approach life a little bit differently as it comes to how I see the future. As you know there's a lot of things going on in the world today and if you are a study of end time stuff you know that there's a lot of things going on even in this month of 2015. And yet I don't know, you know, what the Lord's planning to do. I do know this, that approaching my life with an expectation that he could return at any time, which we ought to be doing, that is scriptural, my friend. But living your life in in that mode causes you... do things differently. It causes you to have a desire to reach out and tell people about Jesus. If you don't have this little bit of gnawing at you that Jesus could come back at any time, you might just let things slide. This is not a time to let things slide. So I was listening to a little bit of the Word this morning, listening to Luke, actually, and it was really neat to know that even before John the Baptist was born, he was anointed of God. In fact, when that happened, it was, it was foretold that he would be, before he would be born, he would be anointed. I believe the angel told uh, Zechariah the father that when he caused him to not be able to speak. When Jesus in the womb, so Mary uh, saw Elizabeth, right? it was Elizabeth, that's when the anointing took place. And that's when um, John the Baptist in the womb had you know, moved, whatever. That that was pretty cool. There was a statement made somewhere in that passage about how because all of these miraculous things happened when, when John the Baptist was born, you know, the fact that uh, John's father was unable to speak and then was able to speak at the time of his birth and it was clear that there was God's hand in, in all of this and the people were in amazement and they were wondering what major cool things were going to take place because this child was obviously under the anointing of God and there was something special about this and that caused me to remember that you and I are under the anointing of God as well. So, what crazy, awesome things does God have planned for you? But, you know, before Jesus, the anointing was kind of reserved for certain folks. I mean, there was times that, uh, for example, Saul, the the King Saul, back before King David came to power. The first king, the people said, we, we need a king, we need a king. So God gave him Saul. And Saul was given the anointing. In fact, he would go through and I think he prophesied through the streets. I mean, he was under the operation of the Spirit of God. So God blessed him in that way. But not everybody was like that. But now that we're on this side of the cross, and what Jesus purchased for us at the cross was this incredible access to the power of heaven. That it wasn't, you know, just not anybody could have this, but we can now. We receive the Lord and we've got it. What are we doing with it? Do we realize what we have? So I'm going to draw a parallel because I'm... For the last mile or two, I've been following what I'm sure is a garbage truck. A big, big semi with an open back. And I'm sure it's hauling garbage. Because I could smell it from afar off. I have just passed that guy and I am happy. Much happier now. But my parallel here is that with this anointing of God in your life, you can do great things. You can affect the environment of people around you, uh, of, uh, you know, the environment around you. And you can affect and help people around you see the goodness of God. And just like that truck I just passed, it affected the environment it was around. Now, I realize that's not a great picture But just imagine yourself, instead of the garbage smell, you've got the sweetness of the Holy Spirit about you. And you can be casting a cloud about you and affecting the environment around you. Now we've all been around somebody who they walk into the room and you just want to be around them. You don't know why. I know that I like to be around someone who's comfortable in their own skin. You know what I mean? Someone who doesn't have a lot of false pretense. It shows a maturity. I like that. I like that because I don't have to be somebody I'm not when I'm around them. At least that's the feeling I get, right? And so as Christians, I like to be conscious of that and I believe that there are a lot of people who are like me in that way and they, they want to know that they're accepted without having to act a certain way. And I, I'd like to believe that I can do that. I want to encourage us all to do that. We are not to revere one person higher than another. And I believe that's how God is. In fact, we know that's how God is. So if the Holy Spirit is living in us, and we're affecting the environment around us, don't you think that we ought to be acting in the same way? That draws men to you. I know that if I'm, if I'm seeing that, if someone walks into the room and is kind of exhibiting that behavior, I kind of want to know who they are. I kind of want to know what their story is of want to know how, why it is that they are the way they are that's just me maybe you're a different kind of person that's fine but you gotta admit there is something special about someone who appears to not be playing a game they're just who they are and they're very comfortable with who they are seems to me like in this world of celebrity and everything that's a rarity and it's a maturity that I want. So as we change the environment around us by letting the love of God shine through us, we can help people. You never know, maybe that's what, what your thing is. I mean, in, a, in the big picture, that is what your thing is because God has called us to reach out to those who don't know him, to share the word of God with them, to share the gospel, the good news. Because the days are evil, and the days are short. Every day we go through is one day closer to his return. And we don't know when he comes back. And I want to be ready. And for me, it's easier to be ready if I spend time with him and let his spirit envelop me so that I can be walking around like the you know like in peanuts you know pig pen he's got that cloud about him well my cloud is a sweeter smelling cloud of the Holy Spirit I want to impact my environment and I pray that you do too now you say well what if what if I'm not feeling Like I want to impact. Or what if I feel like I don't have anything to impact. Or, you know, I'm having a hard enough time just getting out of bed in the morning. Well, I understand that too. And the solution to that is allowing yourself to be ministered to by the Lord before you go off and minister. But can I say this? If you've accepted the Lord you have within you the power to minister, even though you may not feel like it today. And sometimes the best thing you can do for yourself is give out what you've been given from the Lord. And that whole process of that flow of giving out is the very thing that will fuel you. So having said that, if if you're a Christian today and you feel like you can't even do that, well then, there's something wrong. And if you if you think that that's just how the Christian life is, and that, you know, you have weeks and days where this is kind of the norm, can I tell you that that's not the way God has things set up? That's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not a condemnation, but it is a realization that I want you to know. A lot of times we will kind of get into that funk. And it might be based a lot on our environment. But like we said before, with the Spirit of God in your life, the environment should play much less of a role. We should set the environment. But it's hard to do if the environment is controlling you, right? It's whether or not we're going to be in authority over the situation or if we're going to be under the situation's authority. But God's put our feet on on the enemy's neck. So I don't want the enemy to use my environment to control how I see God. Because that's kind of what happens, isn't it? We kind of let the environment d- decide or define whether God loves us a lot or a little or at all. That's not fair. I think we should know better. God loves us, period. If you knew the love of God, and and, you know, we don't fully understand and grasp that yet with our natural minds, but if we truly understood that, the way that we will when we're in his presence, if we understood that, then we would never doubt how much love he has for us and to what lengths he will go for us to succeed. I'm really glad that I get a chance to talk with you guys because this world is full of ideas and I'm not saying that I'm perfect and my ideas are perfect and my opinions are perfect but there's a lot of opinions out there that would have us thinking that that the Word of God is a magic ticket like a golden ticket and the Willy Wonka story that you get that ticket and then you get everything you ever wanted God provides our needs and he also blesses us with things we want too. but this life isn't about getting all of our wants met on the contrary this life is about getting others needs met and how we can be a part of that because the world is full of need And if you really thought about it, you've got more than you need. Most people listening to me right now have more than they need. As I'm preparing to move again, and I've moved a number of times in my life, I don't know how many times I have packed up the same junk to move from point A to B to C to D and on and on. And I keep thinking it's important. And you'd think that after 20 years, I would have done something with this thing, I'm moving back and forth. But in most cases, I don't. I think I oughta minimize some of my life. It would sure save on my back, I'm telling you what. Moving junk from place to place is a backbreaking job. And it makes no sense at all if you're not even using the thing. So spiritually speaking, are we carrying around stuff that we're not even using? We bring it to point A, to B, to C, to D, wherever we're at, we bring this junk with us. Sometimes we unpack it every time we move and we make an a shrine to it. I don't know, you pick it. Could it be some unforgiveness in your life? Could it be some fear? Could it be some struggle that you're always struggling with is it doing you any good no but we we certainly carry it around don't we that's what you call a burden but every time we move we pack it up nicely and neatly put it in the box carry it and at times with great effort carry it to the next place and we unpack it and make a shrine there. Sometimes we don't even unpack it. We just leave it in the box because we, we don't really want to look at it, but we, but we feel like we, we, we owe it to somebody to carry that thing around. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with all this, but you do. Whatever I'm saying right now is speaking to some of you. You carry that box around and you shove it in a corner. And it's a heavy load and you shove it in the corner, but you remember that it's there. And you remind yourself that it's there. And it typically brings pain when you think about it. And you're even upset with yourself for even hauling that thing around. Why do I keep hauling that thing around? And then another part of you says, you're not gonna be you if you don't haul that thing around. You know I'm preaching. Well, today is a day where you've recognized that maybe. And remember what I said earlier about how we should approach our life knowing that Jesus could return at any time? Don't you think that carrying some of that burden around is not only making your life less fulfilling, but it's hampering your ability to create this cloud of ministry to those around you? Hey, hey! Honey, the moving van is at the house. They are vacating. Okay, back to the topic. So, the burden hel- helps, or actually, the burden hinders the ministry that you have, the ministry that you've been anointed to have. So, here's what we're going to do today. Every one of us, we're going to take an inventory. Just like these people at the house we're moving into, they're inventorying their crap. Sorry, but I can say that word. It's one of the four letter words I can say. They're inventory, inventorying their crap. What kind of crap do we have in our lives today? Every one of us has some. There's boxes that we have been hauling from place to place. There is absolutely no value to it, none. What are we gonna do with it? Today is the day we do something with it. I suggest that you hire three men in a truck, okay? God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they're gonna haul that piece of junk and crap away There's no need for that to be in your life anymore, but see, you're the one who gets to choose whether you're going to keep it with you or not. God's not going to force it out of your hands. You have to give it up freely. So what is it today? Somebody wronged you at one point and you're holding on to that as though it's some pet. You need to let that go. Don't you realize that they're human like you? They made mistakes. But you're making the bigger mistake by not letting go of it. They're free from the thing. They, they did the wrong thing and they're walking past that time and they are forgot about it. And you're the one holding on to it and letting it poison you. You got to let go of that burden. Three men in a truck are at your door. You're going to give them the box? Good. That one's taken care of. What else we got? I've got junk. That's another four-letter word I can say. I got junk that... It may not be evil. It may not be sinister. It might not be some thing that somebody did to me. But it's just... Things of no value. No value whatsoever. But I'm hauling it around. Those are the things that tap your energy. You know, we all, ha- we all have 24 hours every day. There are some things that we're hauling around that just call out to you to spend time on them and they're really not beneficial to you. They're really not helping you grow. They're really not helping you mature. Remember, maturity, that whole idea of being your own person and knowing who you are and God and being able to minister to other people, that maturing can be hindered by some of this junk we're hauling around. We think we're going to need it someday. Yeah, we don't need that. We need God. I was telling a friend the other night that I really felt this way because I'm in the mindset right now that the Lord could return at any time. And because I'm really serious about that I feel like I can say this statement. Now I don't want it to appear you know more spiritual than it ought or anything like that, but I really 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 feel that you know I've worked my life and I've got a decent retirement account. I have a uh, a beautiful home and I feel like If I needed to, if God said, let it go, kind of like the thing with Job. If he said, let those things go, I really think I could. I really think I could. And it's not just a small thing. That would be a big thing. It's, you know, you work your life for a certain position, I guess, or a certain reward on this planet. And I really feel like if the Lord said, you know what, I'm going to do something different, I could give it all up. It kind of chokes me up to think about that. Not because of what I'd be giving up, but because, like in the story of Job, God restored. God restored. After all the stuff Job went through, God restored him. And I believe that if the Lord were calling me to do that, that he would do the same. And, and it would be a restoration in the spirit. In other words, it's not that God would, you know, double my money. That's not what I want. I, money, is, money is crap. I mean, we, we, we'd like to have it. You do things with it that are fun. But if you really knew that God was taking care of your needs, man, that is just so secondary. So the the cool thing about that concept right there is that these burdens, these things we haul around, the thing that causes us to not want to let go of them, it could be different reasons and rationales, but if we can get to the point where we trust in God more than that thing, or that relationship to that thing, whatever it is, letting go of it will be easier and you should know that if he's asking us to get rid of those things to let him haul it off the reason he's doing that is because there is something better to fill that hole that hole you think you're gonna have by letting go of that burden God's gonna fill that with something that will help mature you help cause you to be the person you ought ought to be that should give you a lot of happiness let it go i was wanting to talk about forgiveness i didn't have a lot of scriptures that i that i thought i really would want to have to to refer to for that but you know that that may be one of the biggies as far as burdens that we carry around you know, and we, that can cause us, if we don't let go of that kind of stuff, that can cause us to be angry, self-centered, poisonous with our words, gossipy with our thoughts and actions. It creates an evil situation. Just something like that. It's time to let go of those things. If there is somebody that you haven't forgiven for something, you need to, you need to forgive them. And it, has, it may be very heinous, but God is with you. And God can fill the hole that that unforgiveness, has. you've used that to mortar into this hole in your life. And God's saying, you know, give that, give that to me and I will take care of that hole so I guess I did get to where I thought I maybe would go which is a a forgiveness thing we gotta be able to forgive ourselves you know some of these burdens we're carrying around are burdens of unforgiveness but we're the one that we're not forgiving we've made mistakes and we think how can God work with me I'm always making these mistakes, and I can't forgive myself, and it causes me to live a life of, like I, like I said the other day, like a 98% Christianity. In order to go all in with the Lord, you have to be able to give up these burdens, but guess what? We have the, We have the authority over that stuff. We have the power of the living God within our life. Nothing the enemy throws at us needs to stop us. So as we close out today, we're going to close out in prayer because I think we've hit on some important stuff today. Don't you think? Lord, thank you so much that you loved us before we even knew about you. You loved us and you sent Jesus to the, to the earth and ultimately to the cross to, re, to restore us. Through the blood he shed on the cross, you've restored us to you. And not one of these burdens we've been talking about has authority over our life. Not a one. So we ask, Lord, that you will help us in this moment, right now, that you would help us release some of these things some of these things that have been changed to our life help us to let them go haul them away Lord in your holy moving vehicle I can see them as you cart them into that vehicle and then I will see you shut the door and I will see those things no more they will no longer have a hold on me I see you Lord as being returning at any day and I want to be ready and I don't want to be hindered I don't want to be in a place where I cannot minister to others because ultimately that's my call and that's where I get satisfaction I believe that you give us that satisfaction as we are operating in the will that you have for us in what other, in whatever way fits us. You work with us and you help us accomplish your will in our lives. We thank you that you are for us and not against us. And we thank you that the power of God is active right now. We lift up your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, fellow riders, that was an awesome show. If I say so myself i'm feeling emboldened i i pray that you are too i encourage you to do these things and as we do you will see changes happen i know it i know it so as always stay in the word live peaceably with your neighbors and your enemies and pray for those enemies so they will come to know the gospel of the lord jesus christ And who knows, maybe you're the one who's going to share it with them. And unpack, unpack, unpack all of these things that are hindering your walk with the Lord. And you will see the will of the Lord come to fruition in your life. Guaranteed. Alright? I will see you on the flip.